Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So as you might expect here on the Paracast, we get letters, lots and lots of letters from listeners. And here's one that's kind of interesting I wanted to mention because it goes into the overall philosophy of the show. As from somebody we wrote because he hadn't participated in the forums for a while. We have this email blast that goes out if you're a member of the Paracast forums at forumgottheparacast.com. If you haven't participated in 120 days, we send out a message saying, why? In so many words. And then after 180 days, we send another one out, and that's it. Well, here's a letter we get from one of our listeners. And he says, the forums are a direct reflection of the show. I have grown to dislike the show very much, not open-minded and quick to criticize anything that does not fit their paradigm, very self-centered, and love to promote themselves rather than play the field. Very tedious and frustrating, he goes on. Now, I wrote back and said, okay, what kind of promotion are you talking about? And it turns out that he, I guess, didn't like the fact that we were promoting your book. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, well. But it's funny here. Lots of people who have radio shows and they have something coming up, a special event, they're going to speak somewhere, they have a book coming out, a magazine, article, anything like that, they promote it. Why not? It's our show. Why well, maybe we if it was another book about Roswell, I could see, uh, you know, it being tedious and all this. But, th th you know, this is pretty monumental stuff. No one's ever, you know, attempted to write a, a, a book that encompasses an entire category of mystery. And uh, I think it deserves as much attention as we've given it, probably more. And I understand here, Chris O'Brien is not going to become a millionaire from a book about cattle mutilations. <laughs> yeah, right. But you've been doing the book tour, the book circuit, basically online. You've been on a number of radio shows. Yeah. You were on with George Knapp on Coast to Coast. Uh, you were I've on lost. with a number of shows. I've lost track. It's been 20 or 30 already. Okay, that's good. Well, somebody's got to do it. God knows my publisher's not going to be helping. You think? No, I know. Well, I'll tell you something. I have written over 30 books, technology books. And I have to tell you that None of the publishers I worked with, and they were major publishers. We're not talking about some kind of niche publisher. Major publishers, the largest publishers in the country, perhaps the largest in the world, probably didn't spend a single dime on promoting any of those books. And some of those books sold well. I got into the top 100 on Amazon one time, like 10 years ago, for about three hours. Mm. I don't know. When I was with St. Martin's Press, boy, they had a whole suite of offices of people that were helping me. Uh, I, I was quite amazed at the width and breadth of their coverage. Uh, I had a full-time media person, PR person assigned to my uh, book release uh, you know, project. And, and, you know, I understand, you know, I'm with an independent self-proclaimed guerrilla publisher, but, uh, you know, it's kind of important to... Uh, see the um the importance of this book and at least in my mind uh you know correct me if i'm wrong but oh well, it's used to have a guy that helped out with some marketing and pr stuff but he died and no one ever filled his shoes so it's just kind of a an empty uh an empty desk sitting there well i guess they have to wait for the medium to find him yeah well he's he hasn't been forthcoming at uh 
very many Ouija board sessions or tarot card readings, and that's not going to dial a phone. And you know, I, I mean, I want to get on Bill Maher. I, I'd love to get on NPR, uh, get the New York Times to review my book. There's only so much uh, an author can do. You know, it, I'm not a self promoter. I, I really don't like touting myself or my work. Uh, to be honest with you, it's you know, I do it because it needs to be done, not because I want to make money or become some sort of, you know, A-list celebrity in a field that doesn't deserve <laughs> that category of participant. So it's really difficult at times to uh, reconcile the amount of work that went into the book and the amount of work it's going to take to uh, at least let people know that the book exists. I mean, at the very least, that's, that's all, you know, that's the best I can hope for. Basically, if he gets minimum wage from this book. Minimum wage. <laughs> well, you think about all the hours and years Jeez. you've put into this book. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. And if you yeah. count each hour you spent by, what is it, $7 and change now? Oh, my minimum God. Wage. I mean, Gee, it's absurd. I'm, I'm getting paid pennies an hour, not even. Right. Let me go to the other item that he was concerned about. And that is, I guess he thinks we're too close-minded. And then when I asked for the follow-up, it was all about the fact that we keep talking about ultra-terrestrials. We do? Do we t keep talking about ultra-terrestrials? I think what he means is we don't accept necessarily the fact that, or the possibility that UFOs are spaceships. We don't say that's 100% proven. But that's important, and there's a good reason for it, because it's not. Sure, UFOs might be spaceships. But there are other possibilities worth exploring. So how well, does that make us involved deeply in ultra-terrestrials? Well, you know, again, show me one shred of unimpeachable, unequivocal evidence that suggests that we are important enough for anything out there to come here and visit us. Okay, you can tout all your ancient alien theories you want. You can uh, look at cattle mutilations and say that, uh, you know, it's got to be aliens. You can look at abductions, which... You know, is very tenuous at best, uh, any sort of evidence there. There is no evidence. So until there is evidence that suggests that we're being visited by something off planet, we owe it to ourselves and we need to be intellectually honest and explore all possibilities. And if some of our listeners out there have a problem with that, contact me after class and I'll spank you soundly. You might be spanking one of our guests this week. We have a listener roundtable coming up. And these are active participants from our forums at forum.theparacast.com. One of them you've heard before. He's known in the forums as Sentry. And he's also known as Kurt Collins, who has done some incredible research into the Cash Landrum case. But he's also right now helping to maintain a Jim Mosley memorial site at jimmosley.com. So we really appreciate it. I basically set up the site myself, and then I said, anyone who wants to do this, please do it. Kurt jumped in. He did it. Yeah, excellent. The other guest we have is a fellow whose screen name or online name is Hojack, which is not a play on the words of that auto alarm system, Lojack. But Hojack is a talented web designer. and in a very loyal listener to the show, and we're happy to have him aboard. And now the other guest is somebody who does stir the pot up a little bit from time oh, to yeah. time. His name in the forums is Ufology, and we also know him as Randall. Now, Randall 
has taken the position that UFOs are likely spaceships, and I expect he's going to argue vociferously about that subject, but this is the first time we'll be hearing him, hearing the voice behind the words, and I'm really curious to see exactly what he actually, has to say. Actually, I think, I think Randall was on uh, one of our listener roundtables about four years ago, if I remember no, correctly. No, he He never has, huh? Never okay. has. Oh boy, this will be good. Right. And he's the only one in this crew who does not have a Skype connection. Uh, I kind of well, wonder whether... Calgary, so maybe that's it. Well, being in Canada doesn't mean you're somewhere outer space here. You know, maybe he's in the Yukon. No, Calgary, where is that? Okay. But, you know, maybe he does live in the wilderness, so it's not well, so it's easy. It's close to the Yukon. Closer than we are. Well, that's true. I don't know what we're close to. Oh, by the way, the guy who wrote that letter criticizing us, he lives within 10 miles of me. So maybe it is to know me is to hate me. He's not saying anything, Chris. You see what's happening here. All right. So we're going to have a listener roundtable this week featuring Hojack, Sentry, and Ufology. All this, and we never know what's going to happen next. You're in the Paracast. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. This is Bill Brown, Midas Resources, Gold and Silver, government shutdown, inept politicians, unfunded entitlements, looming Obamacare, the death of the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency is what nobody wants to acknowledge. We have a debt bubble that cannot be paid and will eventually crash the dollar. If you are concerned about maintaining your purchasing power, consider this. Gold and silver are up 497% in 13 years. Call me, 800-686-2237, extension 332. Together we can discuss your options of buying gold and silver. Analysts agree the dollar's problems are increasing. Call me, Bill Brown, 800-686-2237 at extension 332, and we'll discuss your option of buying precious metals. Also, I can send you information on how you can roll over your IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA. Don't get caught with money in your account when the dollar collapses. Call me, Bill Brown, at Midas Resources, 1-800-686-2237, extension 332. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. 
That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more, more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-518-7615 or visit AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new AlkaVision.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Our first listener roundtable of 2014 here on the Paracast. And we have three of our loyal listeners one of whom you've heard on the show already. He's Sentry, also known as Kurt Collins. And Kurt is very active in research into the Cash Landrum case. He also maintains JimMosley.com. I'm going to ask him about that in a moment. We have Howard Jackson, also known as Hojack. And we have, I guess, one of our most active participants is Randall, better known to all our listeners as Ufology. In our last segment, I suggested that ufology had never been on the Paracast before. Turns out that's not true. Randall was on the show during one of our earlier listener roundtables on January 27th, 2013. Sorry about that. Now, Randall, tell us something about yourself, the listeners who haven't heard of you before. Well, I'm, I'm from Canada, uh, like your guest on another recent show there, Chris Rutkowski, who also got started in UFOs pretty heavy around the same time I set up the website that I work with, which is called the Ufology Society International, and we've got about 2,000 members in 22 countries at last count, and uh, we're doing okay that way. We started that back in the early 90s, and we were the first to have the UFO.com domain name, but then some domain name predators stole that. It's just been a sort of a, that's my thing. My I work on the website. I try to give free information about UFOs to people via the website. And I've got Chris's new book up there too. If people want to visit, they can pick it up there. If they don't want to get it from Amazon directly, we can get our five cents worth off of it from Amazon. Randall, tell me the story here. Okay. You have UFO.com and predators took it. How? 
Well, this was back before the network solutions actually had protections on it, and they sent out mail, and it went to the wrong address. And at that time, I wasn't uh, being in Canada. I, I'm used to dealing with people directly, and I go to their office, and I pay their bills. This came and went to the wrong location. By the time I got it, it had already expired, and I was fairly new to the whole thing. And so uh, some people in Malaysia got it, and then some other person got it after that. And now I think someone else in Canada got it, and I keep trying to ask them about it. But it's really odd because they haven't really developed it into anything. No, it's the kind of site that is basically just a placeholder. It's basically a placeholder site. They've done nothing with it, and they just sit on it uh, like squatters. And I've even offered to pay all of their bills to get it back. But I'm doing pretty good with ufopages.com, so you know, maybe someday I can steal it back, but who knows? Not so easy this time, not so easy. Speaking of the web, Howard Jackson, tell our listeners something more about yourself. Uh, by day, I am a professional web developer. Uh, I've done hundreds and hundreds of websites for huge corporations that probably don't want to be named. <clears throat> I've done some work for the Paracast and uh, Chris's new site for Stalking the Herd. And by night, I'm an avid listener of the Paracast and follower of all things paranormal. I consider myself somewhat of a skeptic, but not, not I, I don't like that word. I don't believe a lot of it, even though I've had my own experiences, which kind of got me into this whole thing. I just don't like when people claim to have the answers. And I am also working on a, a documentary about the UFO subject. You want to become another James Fox, huh? <laughs> Something like that. I've, I've been into filmmaking my whole life and uh, usually do things that are fiction, but uh, documentaries seem to be more my interest these days. So I'm looking into documentary work. By the way, if you go to stalkingtheherd.com, you'll see his fingerprints all over that one. He really does great work. And he did a couple of things for me, too, that turned out where he was just reading code and interpreting it and making things work that couldn't work. Really brilliant guy. And he has worked on some major, major sites that we can't name. This guy is a numeral uno when it comes to web design. But before we get into talking to Kurt again, you mentioned personal experiences. Can you drop one or two on us? Sure. Uh, there's really only two. Uh, the first one, and I remember the date because I wrote it down in my notebook when I was in high school, 1993. I think it was December 3rd. And I was on my way to the, uh, I was at the bus stop. And it was one of those days where it was pretty early in the morning, but you could still see the moon, even though the sun was out. And I remember looking, and I, I'm from Cleveland, so the lake was to my right. And I you know, could see the lake was about two blocks away. And I look up in the sky, and there was what I could best describe as it was a rectangle or a dash. It was pretty far away, and it was glowing orange. And I thought, oh, that's kind of odd. And it was moving pretty slowly across the sky, not making any sound. And I was just kind of watching it, waiting for the bus. When it stopped and started, it was just hovering for a good 10 seconds. It just didn't move at all. And all of a sudden, it zips fast, right above my head. And I, I turn around, and there was two more of them. Now they're flying in formation going toward the moon. And then the bus showed up. So I got on the bus, and I had to go to school. So I, I don't know what happened after that. But uh, it was just one of those things that I couldn't explain as a helicopter or airplane or birds. All right. That's more than I can say. I thought it was unusual. So the the other one was probably a little more interesting. This was in college, and I was working in a computer lab during the summer, and there were no students. Uh, so I was just working in the lab, and I was really into the X-Files at the time. And I was just kind of messing around on the Internet and looked up the X-Files. I found a website, Defunct Now. It was called The Real X-Files. It was 
based in Australia, I think. And somebody had posted a story about the Apollo moon landing and uh, how some ham radio operators had overheard transmissions from the moon that were censored. And apparently they had found aliens watching them on the moon. And I thought, I'm kind of skeptic by nature, so that just sounds like kind of a hokey story. So I decided to contact the author of the article, and we started doing our own research into it. And I worked in a library in a computer lab, and we had a, a government depository there. So we, I had access to all sorts of files from NASA at the time. And the more research I did into it, the more all the names started matching up that were mentioned in the article. And things just kept kind of getting interesting from there. And one day, the guy I had been talking to through email gave me the phone number, home phone number of one of the people who was responsible for this information. And it was somebody who used to work for NASA. So I called the guy and I asked him, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this thing. And he, he real quickly just said, can't talk about that and hung up the phone. All right, no big deal. A couple of days later, a person dressed in full military blue from the Department of Defense showed up to the floor I worked on, uh, went up to the front desk and asked for employee records on somebody who apparently never actually worked there. So the military guy said, thanks for your time. He turns around, starts walking out the door, looks straight at me and kind of pats at his gun that's on his, uh, that he's wearing. I dropped the whole subject after that and I stopped doing research. And the guy I had been talking to uh, via email, never heard from him again. <laughs> oh boy. Man, I hate when those guys do that. Damn. Yeah, kind of, kind of odd. And and funny enough, I had archived every email we had been talking back and forth a couple times a day. I never deleted a single one of those, and I I I still have that email account, and only two of those messages still survive. Oh man! Oh boy! Maybe the ETs came over or the men in black. <laughs> yeah, this, or it could is, be the uh, the the internet tricksters are at work and play. Yeah, and oh, funny boy. enough, if I email the guy now, I don't get an undeliverable, just no response. Hmm. Well, it kind of disappears off into the ethers. It's like having ether, I think. But before our network gives us ether to quiet us down, let me tell you. We have a listener roundtable with Hojack, Sentry, Ufology. Joining Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at webtv.net. That's MrUFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com and all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com. Spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X dot com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. This is our first listener roundtable for 2014. Howard Jackson, Kurt Collins, and our friend Randall, better known as Ufology. And Howard was telling us before the break about trying to find some NASA guy. Whoops. <sighs> you know, I don't like the intimidation tactics myself or what, what appeared to you to be a very, very veiled sort of threat. I don't like it when those people do that. Yeah, I had a friend who years later um, had a job where they were doing a background check on him for the Department of Defense, and they sent out letters to people. They didn't actually show up at people's workplaces to ask for information. So the whole 
ruse of coming in to ask for information on an employee who was applying for a job seemed a little bit uh, sketchy to me. Hey, this you is know. Kurt. Uh, can I ask a question about that? Yeah. Was there a base nearby? It's, uh, there's there's plenty of bases around here, but I've never been able to find any kind of Department of Defense office anywhere near Cleveland. Mm. Yeah, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of any place that they might be operating out of either in that area. It mm. seems odd that you'd be in full military dress blues. Yeah. So we're talking Air Force then, I assume, then. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad I never had to deal with that. I I I was expecting for years that someone would show up, you know, with no room for interpretation at my door uh, based on some of the things I was getting into. And it was only when I got into the whole question of uh, underground facilities that are hidden from view and probably from Congress and and the American people that that I ever had any possible um, visit. And and it was so subtle, and I don't know how to explain it. It, it. I mean, the guy was not dressed in full military garb, or he didn't look like one of the Blues Brothers. Uh, he looked like a spook, basically, safari suit, brush-cut hair. He had the spook look. Uh, it, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, he did, definitely, no question. And he was a director from the Institute of Social Architecture on K Street in Washington, D.C., so you can kind of make your own. I don't know, draw your own conclusions. He he told me that I should I should maybe be thinking about my motivations, that some of the things I was looking into, uh, most people didn't have a need to know, and perhaps I should be questioning my own motivations. And I said, well, he didn't show up with a Samsonite filled with $100 bills, or you're not offering me a major record deal with my band, or some huge publishing deal with a major publisher, so, uh, you know, I'm bored. <laughs> so I'm looking into this stuff. It's funny, in all the years I've been doing this, I've never had a military person come over to me and say, Gene, you know, shh, not that I haven't known people who were in the military, but there you go. Kurt Collins, tell our listeners more about yourself for those who didn't hear your first appearance on here. Well, you know, your introduction was great, so if I said anything, I would just diminish it, but I've continued to work on the, the Cash Lantern case and have made a, made a few well, I don't know. There's activity. I'm not sure how much progress. I, I ran into a, um, a pilot who joined the best suspect for the uh, the helicopters in the Cash Lantern case were, were the Night Stalkers. And this uh, this gentleman was a pilot and became a flight instructor just uh, two or three years later. And so he would have served with some of the people. And he's he's been providing me some of the technical details and operational details and just, you know, if if it happened the way it's reported, you know, here's what, how it would have worked and here's what couldn't have happened. So, so that's, that's an excellent resource. And so I'm trying to develop that. Uh, well, there's, you know, I've collected more information. I've managed to, uh, to contact the witness Colby Landrum. I've, I've talked a little about a bit to him, but he's, he's reluctant to talk about the case. So he's, you know, you'll, he'll drop out of sight for months at a time. How's his health? Uh, has he suffered any ill effects from his, uh, potential encounter with uh, that what appeared to be a radiation source hovering overhead not uh not physical problems but he was he suffered pretty severe well i don't know if i'm going to say severe but he's had emotional problems as a result of the experience and um you know it, just some of some of the things as simple as uh childhood teasing and you know just people not believing me and uh he's um well by his own admission he hit he uh, kind of do, 
kind of developed a belligerent temperament, got into a lot of fights over the years. And uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's taken it, its toll on him just throughout his life. Kind of a PTSD sort of situation? Uh, that's how he describes it. I think so. Yeah, it'd be interesting to somebody to do a a study looking at people who have experienced, uh, you know, just extremely high, strange and troubling events uh, over the years and seeing how they have been able to, how, how it has affected their lives and how it's affected their thinking and possibly their, um, as you're describing with, with, with Colby, uh, their, their social uh, how it's affected them socially in terms of their ability to interact with strangers, with uh, family and friends. I've never seen anybody really do a detailed examination of, of people that have experienced uh, these types of, uh, you know, events. Uh, having become uh, friendly with, with Travis Walton, I've found myself in a number of situations where he's been around and I've, I've kind of sat back in the corner and watched him. And uh, there's no question in my mind that he went through something highly, highly bizarre, very traumatic. And uh, and you can see it. Sometimes he'll 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 like kind of fade out. He'll just sit there with his eyes kind of wide open, staring. Uh, and you kind of have to snap him back. You know, it's like, hello, Travis. You know, anybody home? You know. Then why does he come uh, on the Paracast, Chris? I've left. I don't know. I just left a, a messages for him uh, recently, actually. Uh, I don't know, Gene. I think he might be a little gun shy. I don't know about um, Walton there, if I can interject, but sure. I'd like to point out there when you were saying that you sort of didn't know of other people that had really looked at the psychology, I'd have to point out that John Mack did some excellent work in that. He did quite a bit of extensive uh, work uh, with people who had had high strange experiences, and uh, it's too bad that he's no longer with us, but uh, definitely some detailed work there. Almost exclusively in the abductee realm, uh, I think casual observers of events uh, are affected by these events. And something like an abduction uh, scenario, obviously, you're going to have quite fertile ground for <laughs> some psychological profiling and l- looking at how these events have, have affected the victim, if you want to use that term. But just someone who happens to be on a country road at the wrong time and has you know, a, a CE3 or a, you know, even a, a CE4 kind of encounter where they see entities or they're, they're actually, you know, impacted by some sort of energetic properties of the event. Uh, I don't think enough work has been done in that realm. Now, I know, of course, John Mack did do uh, some very good work working with abductees, but the whole abduction scenario to me is still, it's, you know, I still am not sure it what point the reality of the situation ends and some sort of psychological, you know, scenario, I guess, uh, begins. I, I think one good way of putting it was told to, uh, the head of the, the department of public safety at the Hickory Apache reservation, Hoyt Filardi. He was in training with his grandfather to be a medicine holder in his particular medicine society. And, um, he asked his grandfather about the, um, abduction phenomenon. His grandfather said it's it's not so much that you're taken out of your room and you're taken up to a ship. He said it's like the ship forms around you, and that's that's 
to me, that's that's a, a really good illustration of what I think some of the as yet uh, undefined elements of the abduction phenomenon. I think there's much more of a psychological element involved than a pure nuts and bolts uh, abduction, if you will, that's been popularized by by uh, all sorts of people over the years. Of course, one of the things here with abductions is that the mere experience itself, especially if some undergo various kinds of medical analysis, can be torture and it has to have some effect. We'll get into more of this in a moment. We have Ufology, Sentry, Hojack, a listener roundtable present and accounted for with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. largest independently owned communications network GCN Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike it's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget a former US military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Hey everyone, have you heard about the No No Hair Removal Device that's sweeping the globe? If you want to go weeks without shaving and get smooth, professional quality results, here's our favorite host, Cheryl, for No No Hair Removal. Thanks. Hey gals, I love talking about my No No. It's this cute little hair removal system that you can take with you and use almost anywhere at home or on the road. No more expensive in-office treatments, painful waxing, and no more wasting your valuable time. Got unwanted facial hair? No No has patented Thermacon technology that works on all hair and skin colors. So it's perfect for using on all body parts. And now you can take advantage of this incredible risk-free trial. Get the No-No, the facial kit, a travel case, and a $100 discount shopping card. And you don't risk a penny to try it. Try the incredible No-No hair completely risk-free. Call 1-800-953-6062. That's 800-953-6062. 800-953-6062. Curious about what comes next? Next is the feeling of vulnerability you get after you arrive home to discover your house has been ransacked by burglars. Fool the bad guys with a new improved fake TV. You asked for it, we listened, and we made our new fake TV three times brighter than our previous model. The brightness of our new fake TV is equivalent to a 40-inch TV. It simulates the color and motion of a real TV while you're away from home. And when burglars think someone is home watching television, they're likely to pass your house and move on to an easier target. The new, brighter Fake TV is only $39.95 and includes free shipping. Go to FakeTV.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. 
That's 877-532-5388. Or go to faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's DrOrtman.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. Southern, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. So, we're talking here about the possible psychological impact of having an abduction experience, regardless of the cause. It's a listener roundtable with Hojack, Sentry, Ufology, and Randall. You had a comment to make before we broke. Yeah, I was going to say that Mac didn't work exclusively with abductees. He was also involved in the uh, Zimbabwe. Right, the the school kids, right. Absolutely. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that he puts in his books, if you really get into reading them. One of the things he says is that people sometimes go into a state of denial. Uh, People are changed about the way that they view life, almost in the same way as people who have near-death experiences. He says that uh, there is an extraordinary energy that is common to virtually all of these experiences, that some sort of a vibration energy, whether it's coming from the object itself or felt by the witness or the abductee in whichever case it happens to be. So I think these are really interesting. I do believe that when a person who has never had an experience like this before, no matter how much they think they're prepared for it, when they actually have one, it does change them significantly. They don't, they don't simply think it's possible anymore, but they know that UFOs are real. That's a good point. Uh, your guest, uh, Chris Rutowski, he, he wrote a, a book, uh, I think it's called Aliens and Abductions. And I wasn't interested in, in abductions at all, but the, due to some of the psychology that, that it shares with other cases, I started looking into it. And, and that book I thought was, was great because it pointed out that this, the experiences that they have, whether it's it's real or imagined or psyop or you know any situation that you want to imagine could cause it, that that these people really are uh, suffering and that it tends to there's some emotional problems that can be generated or uh, become well you know some people can you know actually become unglued by it and, and even suicidal and it's really important that they get some professional help. And that's going to be difficult because the the um, the professionals are not always going to understand the the nature of the abduction problem, but I think they can help guide you and and understand you know to deal with the traumatic element, even if they don't understand anything about the, about the alien element. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to have some good professionals that would take take up 
where Mac left off, people of his caliber, there really is a void in that particular area that well, I don't know of anyone who's filling it right now. You're absolutely right, Chris, when you mentioned that. I mean, recently... Well, John Carpenter did a little bit of work in, in this realm. Uh, I'm not privy to a lot of, or if he really even came up with conclusions, but I do remember speaking with some people that had seen him and said he was very, very helpful, and he, he was able to uh, in some ways, allay their their paranoia and fear around the situation, and at least stabilize their emotional um, side a little bit. So, you know, there has been work done, but but I don't I don't see anybody really diving into this whole cloth and and doing a real a major survey and uh, and case histories of of individuals. Uh, who have had these types of experiences? Uh, obviously, it'd be, it wouldn't be easy to do, but I'm sure that there's some smart doctoral student in psychology or sociology out there that, boy, this is a, a ripe subject that uh, they could write their own ticket in. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that it doesn't take much to realize that a person who does believe that alien visitation is a reality has a completely different worldview. And somebody who thinks, well, maybe, I don't really know, nobody's proven it to me. For those who know, the universe and Earth and our place in it as sentient beings is an entirely different place than for somebody who thinks, well, who knows, who isn't sure. We see something that is very clear. We know that Earth is being visited by aliens, and I'm not afraid to say that. I know that there's reserved ufologists out there who go, well, yeah, maybe, but I haven't got the proof. But I think we do collectively have enough proof. The proof is in the witnesses. The witnesses themselves are the proof. We are the proof. All right. We've hmm. had this discussion in the forums, Randall. All yeah. right. Okay. Now, I mentioned something in the first part of the show that you won't hear until it's broadcast. And that is that one of our listeners felt we concentrate too much on things like ultra-terrestrials and not giving other theories fair play. All right, so let me ask you a question. This, again, takes us back to forum discussions. And that is, what do you think in the eyewitness testimony proves the UFOs or ET case? Okay, thanks. You know, I I always say that I don't think that alien necessitates ET. I think that alien could be a number of things, but that ET is just most likely given the situation and all of the factors that we know of. So it's quite possible, though less likely, that aliens aren't ET. I just think ET is the most reasonable of all of the uh, variables there. And uh, as for what the proof is, that gets a little bit complex, but it turns out that people are not as unreliable as the skeptics claim. There's a flip side to the skeptical argument that we're not reliable observers or reliable recorders of information, but really, we are pretty good at it. People are very smart. We're the most intelligent beings on the entire planet. We do pretty well every day, and we would not have survived this far if we didn't know what we were looking at. You don't think the dolphins are smart? Of course, they're smart, but they can't talk to us about you know what goes on underwater very well. I guess we, we have can. to learn their language. Yeah. You know, we're, we are able to look at a situation and analyze it. Nowadays, all the way down to the atomic level, we can see individual atoms now. We can see out to the very edge of the known universe. 
14 billion light years away. We know our place in it now. We're not so ignorant that we have to think that everything is magic. No, that's true. We are uh, pretty smart, and the smarter we get, the more dumb I think we appear, uh, at least to, to Gaia itself, the planet. We're doing detrimental damage and great harm to the uh, ecosystems on this planet. We lose countless species every day. For every quarter pounder hamburger that we eat, we lose 55 square feet of rainforest. Uh, we may be smart, but we're, uh, pardon the expression, but ugly stupid in, in many ways. Yeah, that's been a recurring theme in the ufology uh, realm, too, when you get into the literature. That, and Mac talks about that as well. But, you know, one of the things that I always like to point out when we hear stories about contactees delivering these uh, ecological messages, they never point out the other side as well. It's always sort of these trite explanations that we already know about the pollution and the damage we're doing to the planet. And they talk about how beautiful it is, but they also don't talk about the really destructive side of nature or the fact that uh, some lions eat their own cubs, that sort of thing. And it's, it seems to be really idealized and one-sided. Wouldn't that be, therefore, something that may be voiced for their benefit? You know, maybe they have some sort of prime directive, who or whatever they might be. If you talk to the locals... You know, give them some kind of cover story. Maybe that is the cover story. Okay, what do you say to the Earthlings to put them on guard or make them convinced that you're genuine? Oh, you know, talk about the environment. That's yeah, that cool. Seems That's really cool. That's the way to do it. That, that seems really disingenuous to me. I mean, as if we don't know that we've got problems. What we need them to do is give us some evidence that's definitive, that the skeptics can go, well, that's valid, material, scientific, verifiable evidence for them to go, oh, okay, well, then maybe they'll listen. In the meantime, how important is it to hear again that, yes, we've got environmental problems from the aliens? We know it ourselves. You know something, something, though? We don't know, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but you have people nowadays who don't even accept the possibility of man-made climate change, as you know, in the forums. We've had some pretty active discussions and debates over that. Pretty active? Well, that's an understatement. Well, let's just say I am <laughs> understating it there. Let's just say incendiary debates. Uh, but you. this is yeah. not just here. Like, there are elements in the media who will insist that there cannot be man-made climate change because a small number of people disagree with it. So, I don't know. It isn't so obvious that people accept that or the environment some people say let's just drill baby drill let's just get all the oil we can and if there are consequences we'll deal with it next couple of generations we don't worry about that right now let's worry about this we have a break coming up and we're talking to ufology that's randall murphy and kurt collins known as century and howard jackson known as hojack and i'm going to ask him if he got that name just because of his name or he was emulating Lojack. Hojack, Lojack, I don't know. Kojak. Or Kojak, hey, that's another possibility. With Gene and Chris, you're in... The Paracast. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. 
the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. If you're worried about your health and you're tired of the nasty side effects of harsh drugs or antibiotics, then look no further. Supernatural Silver is the answer. Supernatural Silver is a powerful immune system enhancer that can be used every day to help keep you healthy and well with none of those nasty side effects. It's extremely safe for use internally as well as topically. And Supernatural Silver is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver. It is perfect for use in the sinuses, eyes, ears, and on any wound or skin issue. Supernatural Silver is also extremely effective when taken orally and can help fight off bacteria, viruses, and mold that may be overwhelming your immune system. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER2014 for 20% off of your entire order and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now... Here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, Hojack, Howard Jackson, tell us the name Hojack. That's just shortening your name. You didn't think of Kojak, Glowjack, or anything like that. A friend of mine in college gave me that name. I had never thought of it before that, but he based it on Kojak. (laughs) You have the same kind of hair that Kojak did? (laughs) No, I, I have hair. I'm getting there. (laughs) <laughs> I have too much hair. I'm allergic to haircuts. <laughs> I wonder when when are the aliens going to start warning us about uh, corporate greed and uh you know emerging fascist plutocracy and corporatocracy or warn us about the the cattle farting belch of more ozone depleting gases than all the planes, trucks, buses and cars combined. I, I mean, I can't wait to hear that that particular abduct, abductee uh, conversation. I Same. agree with you there, though. The chatter from the abductees is kind of getting old-fashioned. In fact, the other question I have is, are we even these days hearing too many abduction cases? Hasn't it been a while that we've had any reports? Of yeah, what do you guys think? How come uh, we've seen such a, it appears that, that we've seen a complete, almost a complete cessation of, abduction reports there's very very few that that come across my desk oh you know over the past few years what do you guys think before you do that we did have an abductee on the show back in 2010 guy named doug 
And I think his experiences were more recent. I had a conversation with him after that. He was undergoing analysis or whatever from the late Bud Hopkins. That's the last I heard of it. It always seems to me that nowadays there's just, it's so saturated into our culture that it's so hard because they're so similar to really separate real experiences from maybe other unusual things that are happening to people that they then put this abduction story around. So you think the abduction story then is a shield to what might have happened, or is it something that they create themselves to hide the real fact or the real episode? I think there are real things that happen. I also think there are other things that happen to people that psychologically they project this shield around. So I think there's a mix of a lot. Of, I don't think there's one solution to it, but it's just so saturated in our culture now. It's how do you separate that? Well, I, I think it's it's become a very powerful meme in the culture, but I don't I don't see saturation of it. I mean, I I really don't. Not like you did in the late '80s into the '90s. You know, maybe maybe it was the communion effect after Whitley Strieber had such an, a massive success with the uh, communion first couple three communion books. Then it almost seems like uh, once John Mack died and 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 the whole the whole thing started to take a nosedive in terms of its popularity and. Uh, but but for those of us that kind of keep our finger on the pulse of this, uh, of all these uh, various subjects as best we can, uh, I'm I'm I've seen a real decrease in in mentions of abductions uh, in the media, I, I, in terms of, of of new cases or new claims. Um, I have not seen anywhere near the type of attention that that particular subject was getting in the uh, in the 90s. Let's say in the late 80s. And it seemed yeah. to have died in the media sometime. I remember the sleep paralysis theory came out. And after that, you just kind of seen it nosedive in the media. I think it's kind of like uh, UFO cases in general, though, that, that, that the media in some ways causes extra, uh, less genuine cases, let's say. Maybe. I'm, well, but- I'm not sure exactly how we determine that with any certainty it might just be bringing out more genuine cases because people are less afraid to to bring them out um returning to the topic of how do we separate the two in uh on on the usi site we have uh the citing evaluation section which talks about how to look at the different kinds of sightings that there are and in terms of the confidence rating we look at a an abduction or a sighting, and we try to say, okay, well, did someone experience this in an altered state? Did they experience it with some correlation to reality? Is it some sort of assisted recall with some correlation? Is it a conscious experience and a recall of an event that's, say, more than five years old? Is it a clear conscious experience and recall of a recent event? And if you take all of the the factors that are involved in a case, you can sometimes find that you've got actual, complete, conscious recollection of a UFO sighting that is complemented by the typical abduction facets. And so, well, those you might want to take a little more seriously. That's how we do it anyway. All right. But, you know, I wanted to ask you something because it's implied by what you say, Randall. And that is that as a consequence of seeing the UFO, could that possibly trigger a mental reaction that expands upon the episode? 
and fills in details. I suppose it's possible, but then again, that's when you have to turn and look at, well, how much of the reality of the situation can be correlated to the subjective experience? So say if you have a sighting where there's, uh, it turns out that there was two or three other witnesses that were unconnected to the original complete conscious recollection sighting of a UFO, and then somebody reports that there was missing time, that they also saw the UFO, and then you look at the situation and you can correlate amongst the witnesses different information that seems to be far too coincidental to just be made up, you might want to take it a little more seriously. Well, there's one aspect of UFO abduction research that kind of bothers me, but I understand it. And that is that some abduction researchers withhold a fact or a factoid about the experience and use that as a way to gauge whether the experiencer is telling the truth. Because if they mention something about this fact that's being withheld, that seems to confirm it. Well, that indicates the abduction experience might be genuine. Unfortunately, as I said, they don't tell us what that factoid is. I understand their logic behind it, which is that if they revealed it, then anybody who wants to fake an abduction experience would be able to do so. Although I don't know how many people out there who report these experiences are really faking it. I mean, if you're going to fake something, that's a pretty frightening thing to make up. You have a really good point there, Gene. And I think that the that what you're saying is misunderstood by a lot of people. I don't think that what they're doing is saying that they've got necessarily one key uh, item that they can compare to all cases, but they'll look at a case and go, okay, well, this particular case does have some facets that are unique to it. And therefore, if some other people start to comment on this case, we can look at that particular key for that case. Somewhat uh, with the Zamora sighting, for example. Now, that wasn't an abduction case, but there was an insignia on the side of the ship that was seen. And that insignia, the actual design, was altered and kept secret for a number of years so that they can compare that with other people who might say that they had seen the same ship and know whether or not they were from that, if it wasn't the same, whether or not they were telling the truth. So each case could be entirely different. I don't, I don't think there's this overriding single key that we all know about or don't yeah. know about. Yeah, I agree with that. And having become sort of peripherally embroiled in the Zamora insignia uh, debacle, that Ray Stanford was was involved with, uh, along with the Army officer who was uh, there. Uh, I think it was Captain Holder and, and of course, Alan Hynek. The original drawing was found uh, by James Fox and, and Ray Stanford uh, this spring at the National Archives. And a letter explaining why this uh, this subterfuge was, was actually perpetrated and why this symbol was held back, which vindicated Ray. He was being called a liar on by several investigators. And uh, I just I just find it interesting. We're talking here about abductions and I get this email just now from IFC Films, uh, the Sundance Selects uh, folks. And we have a new film by uh, first time director Maddie Beckerman called Alien Abduction coming soon from IFC Midnight, our newest film, Alien Abduction. And it's produced by Lawrence Bender, who helped produce Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill and Mike Fleiss, who helped produce Hostel, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it has uh, a bunch of uh, actors and actresses who I'm not familiar with, but uh, the tagline is a vacationing family encounters an alien threat in this pulse-pounding thriller. I'll tell you on- what, we will encounter a threat if we don't stop now, and we'll continue with that. We have Ufology, Sentry, and Hojack. 
With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. One in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $29.95, Fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans and comes with free shipping. Order your Fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Springtime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know spring is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for spring specials, including our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, Hootia and Metabolic Complex, and ProMetabolic, all on sale now. Also, the Anti-Parasite Intestinal Freedom and Warwood Plus Complex, plus Stevia Liquid Sweetener and the Super Enzymes, all on sale for spring at HerbalHealer.com. 
www.naturalmedicinesecurator.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to herbalhealer.com and click on Spring Specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Here on the Paracast, we have a listener roundtable featuring Randall Murphy or Ufology, Kurt Collins, Century, or Howard Jackson. Oh, Jack, and Chris was telling us about this new independent film called <laughs> Alien Abduction. <laughs> Some producers who seem to have a pretty big background. Yeah, this seems movies, like especially it's a fairly big independent Lawrence film. Bender, you know, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. I love Kill Bill. Both Yeah, parts. it was all right. All right. And well, most here's of the, the actors line. are unknowns, although I guess they all have some credits. Here's and, the tagline. Sure. A vacationing family encounters an alien threat in this pulse-pounding thriller based on real-life Brown Mountain Lights in North Carolina. <laughs> you ever heard of the Brown Mountain Lights, Chris? <laughs> of course I have, and they don't abduct people. They just sit there and light up that little well, valley there. Okay. There was a guy named Ralph Lale that I interviewed with Geneva Hagen and also with Alan Greenfield, and he claimed to be in contact with the aliens who were in part responsible for the Brown Mountain Lights. But I don't recall him being a UFO abductee. But it's just another film. You know, I remember that other one, something about the fourth kind. Remember that one? That was all yeah. proven to be pretty much a hoax, though. It's it was just a film. I thought yeah. it was actually a decent film. Yeah, it wasn't bad as a film, but it, you know, it kind of got the Blair Witch kind of promotion to begin with to hype everyone up to thinking it might have some semblance of reality to it. I think it's funny. I should mention that we haven't seen much uh, alien abduction uh, sensationalism in the media. And then I get this this unsolicited email two minutes later announcing this new fairly you know large budgeted film about the subject. Uh, oh, well, there's some synchronicity for you, Chris. And oh we can even get Maddie Beckerman, the director, for an interview. I don't think we have any reason to do that, but yeah, it might be fun. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love well, to pick it apart well you know what let me write to them and see what they say of course we'd have to get a copy of the film and evaluate it and also see if they think that they base the film on any real events or they were just making things up well i think they wanted some like kind of backcountry folk in north carolina to be starring in it so they picked the brown mountain lights as the the most well-known convenient you know anomalous type of uh scenario from that part of the world but you're right you know it's moved away from abductions more into this uh channeling and remote viewing stuff and flashing lights up in the sky and that sort of right yeah well the flashing lights in the sky could be anything yeah the stephen greer approach i didn't want to say it (laughs) uh we're happy to say it i don't think stephen greer is going to sue us he's had plenty of time and he hasn't bothered i don't think anything's landed for him yet that we know of uh, not if you listen to him, boy. He's every time he goes out, he's uh, the the alien space brothers uh, validate his megalomania. <laughs> hey, well, that's that it right there. Itself. We're being visited by alien megalomaniacs. 
Well, anybody that can elect themselves humankind's ambassador to the universe and have the hubris and, and audacity to say, if you give me X amount thousands of dollars, I'll train you to be a human ambassador to the galaxy. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I really have a problem with that in, in ufology. For that matter, that's why I, I didn't join MUFON. And I'm not saying that there is a, a real big comparison there, but back when I first started USI, I contacted MUFON and I wanted a little bit of information. And they were they were so tight-lipped, they would do nothing unless I paid and joined and did and then sent well, even if you money. did that, you wouldn't have gotten anything. And it's, it was just rather appalled because I was under this naive impression that this is a subject that everybody should be able to know about for free and that we should be able to spread this around as much as possible and let people know as a public service, if nothing else. So I set up USI and I pretty much everything I do, I post for free on the website. I mean, I'm working on a book, but a lot of it will be the same as what's online. So, so how do you monetize it? Just from the Amazon referrals? I don't make any money off it. I've put the Amazon books and stuff up there, and I've had a few sales, but I've yet to receive a check. I no. just like having the catalog for the members, and it looks good. It can it have People can look at it and buy stuff if they want, or they can just look at the information that's on there. I've got a question for you. Uh, MUFON's uh, mission statement is educating mankind or benefit of humanity, something like that. What are you doing? Oh, MUFON's motto? Uh, studying UFOs scientifically, I think they claim, for the benefit of humanity. I'm really not so sure I've seen any real scientific stuff come out of MUFON at all. Remember, you got to pay your $39 a year. Yeah, I think it's a false claim. I, and for what I am doing, people can go and completely, for free, look at any of the articles that are on there, request information, I'll research it, and I'll write an article, I'll put it up there without charging anybody anything for it, just because I believe it's something that people should be able to know about as freely as possible and as honestly as possible. All right, let's go to a question here. All right, move on. They sold the license to use the name MUFON for yeah. this TV show, Hangar That's One. That's what I wanted to ask these guys. All right, so I beat you to it. That's more synchronicity. And I'm going to go, go round robin here. And that's not the place you get the hamburgers. Round robin, that's red robin. Round robin here, and I'm going to ask you about Hangar One. Okay, Howard, have you seen the show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell us more. What was your reaction? It seems just like every other show that's out there. Although I will say I heard an interview um, with what, who's who's the director of MUFON now, Jan Harzan. Yeah. Jan Harzan. He's been on the show. He was on a show I listened to, and he claimed there actually is a warehouse one where they store files, which was news to me. I don't know if he's just trying to spin it because it seems kind of silly to me. That's not Walt Andrus Garage, then. According to him, there's an actual hangar. It's the exterior of the hangar is what they show in the Hangar 1 show, but the interior is not what they show on the show. Correct. Yeah, but the, the show itself, seem, uh, there's nothing new there. It's the same information we've had from every other show that's been out there. Nothing new. I've tried to watch the first couple episodes of it, but I just kind of tune them out. The thing that bothers me also about this is not whether there's a Hangar 1 or not, which I think is a minor issue. It is the content. Are they taking the content, giving us accurate versions of the stories? What about those fabricated, simulated documents that have become so controversial? 
Kurt, what's your feeling about it? We're going to split in about 30 seconds for a break, but maybe you can start now. Uh, even the, the cover of, uh, of Edwin Ruppelt's book was, uh, was mocked up. It, had, um, it was called um, uh, Unidentified Objects, The Shocking Truth. And I, I looked it up, and it was, uh, that was the name of a, of, a, of a Kindle release of the book. That wasn't the original title at all. And, and you know, a, a picture of the cover of the book is easily available online or at your library. There was no reason to do computer, you know, phony graphics for that. But it's, it's the content, as you say. Um, these aren't MUFON cases. These are like old National Enquirer articles about UFOs that they're dramatizing. And you know, then um, there's a problem with that, which we'll go into in our next segment. This is our first listener roundtable for 2014. We have Ufology. We have Century. We have Hojack. And we have so much more to come on the show with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV this alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. 
Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $33,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $33,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terragonics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terragonics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terragonics. Life's getting better. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Here on the Paracast, our listener roundtable, first one of 2014. These are people who are participants in our forums, listeners of the show. Ufology, Randall Murphy, Kurt Collins, known as Century, Howard Jackson, known as Hojack. But it comes back to this, the long and short of it is, is that by putting MUFON's name on that show, people think, okay, this is MUFON's best cases. And as you say, guys, the depiction of National Enquirer-style stuff doesn't really help. Not that the National Enquirer is necessarily not telling the truth. We know in a few key cases there, real news stories, they did present accurate information about a certain former U.S. senator and vice presidential candidate who had a baby out of wedlock with his girlfriend. They broke well, the story. It well, was true. Uh, also, Bob Pratt, who um, I looked up to and respected as an investigator, he wrote an incredibly concise and, and well-researched book on the Kolaris uh, cases uh, back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. He was uh, the UFO reporter for the Inquirer, and he spent a lot of time on the road out uh, digging into cases uh, as as soon as he heard about them. He'd uh, he'd go out there and start looking into them. He visited the Gomez Ranch, I think in 77, 78 uh, in Dulce when they were having their uh, the, the right hot and heavy mutilation wave down there. So, I mean, for a while, uh, the Inquirer was one of the best places to get news stories uh and up to, up to the you know up to date news stories on ufo sightings of course you had to wade through all the i, I had a two-headed alien baby uh mock stories but but bob pratt did a very good job i thought uh for them okay now if hangar one will stick to his material i have no problem with it didn't Mufon used to have a show that followed the stars team around briefly i remember a show uh, where they actually went on only lasted a couple episodes yeah, that, yeah. That was, and that was sadly, that's one of the better shows I've seen out there. 
real people doing investigations. The the excuse that I've heard from uh, from MUFON people is that this is what the producers wanted, and for them to compromise the integrity and to do this kind of material. Because as I say, these are not for at least for the early shows. They're not MUFON cases. They're you know scraps that are in in maybe a folder that. Uh, and like the uh, well, one they did recently was the uh, the uh, Aurora case, the uh, the uh, the airship crash with the Martian, and I think that's widely regarded as a hoax, and that was covered as if that was a, a genuine case, and there just was nothing of substance there. Is what I'm trying to say. And, and if that happened once in a while, I guess that would be okay. But just show after show presents things like the uh, Jackie Gleason and, and Nixon viewing alien popsicles as if that's a, a real presidential UFO story. Um, it's just it's, it's embarrassing. And I've heard UFO investigators say so. Well, the worst part of it all is that the skeptics, the UFO skeptics, are using this as another vehicle in which to attack the reality of ufos they say look this is one of the major organizations they're involved in this tv show with dumb cases so how could you take any of this stuff seriously since this is something that's really been bugging me i'll continue to talk about it until you shut me up but there was uh, i got in touch with someone who had his case uh, that he had personally investigated it's pretty much an exclusive case and they featured it on on the show and i don't want to say who it was because I don't think he wants to be identified or associated with it. But he felt that they just used his material without uh, giving any credit and worse still, they got everything wrong. And um, in discussion with him, he said it's almost as if the producers were trying to make MUFON look bad. And I started thinking, well, if they did, what would they do differently? If they were trying to embarrass the UFO community, and I was thinking, well, ex- except for some, you know, green rubber Roswell alien fake footage, I really don't know what what else they could do. Is it's pretty bad. Well, they definitely lifted uh, some of my material that I published about uh, identifying hotspot regions, and of course, there was no uh, citations there. The work of uh, Dr. L- uh, Lou Turi, which I was inspired by to do my research and and, and come up with my ideas, they just <laughs> lifted it. Lock, stock, and barrel. And um, I found that uh, rather, I don't know, just, it, it, it just, it didn't surprise me in the least. I, I didn't even yell at my TV. <laughs> Maybe you've felt like you'd like to throw a brick into the TV set. No, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, I think MUFON really, their intentions, uh, at least on the surface, appear honorable. And I think they really are trying to provide a public service. But I just, I just always go back to that that very uncomfortable fact that six months or so after the closing of Project Blue Book, all of a sudden you have the start of MUFON. And, uh, you know, there's always been kind of asides and rumblings over the years that uh, MUFON has always been compromised. And, and it's it's just a, a PR arm, basically, for the government to try to, you know, show that there there's a civilian group doing some work, but, but nothing ever comes from it. Uh, I just, it's just, you know, why why go through you know, almost 50 years uh, of, of work, 45 years of work, and, and what do they have to show for it? I mean, except for a couple of good journal articles over the years, every now and then, and uh, maybe some statistical analysis, you know, you have to wonder about garbage in, garbage out, but they really haven't done much. I was asked to join and become a state section director, and 
you know, I thought about it for a while and I said, well, okay, a, a quid pro quo. I'll give you my material if, um, if you can give me some of the cases that I'm interested in researching further. And it was like, you know, I, I farted at, at a cocktail party or something. It just, it was complete silence. And, and, you know, I often, often joked back in the early 90s that god forbid a tornado should hit Seguin, texas and, and hit walt anderson's garage we'd have mufon reports spread across the midwest i mean to me might, that might be the only way to get them out of that garage <laughs> well no they do have a database now that's extremely awkward and, and very cumbersome to try to uh pull anything out of it but in theory you should be able to go there and and pull out information on cases but you've got to have a a bunch of very qualified dates, times, locations, uh, that sort of thing, in order to really be effective with your search. Question, how, how many more cases do we really need to be able to say, okay, we've got enough. There's enough people out there who have seen them. They've been tracked on radar. They've been photographed, even if the photographs aren't that good. But we can go and look up official United States Air Force archives. One of, one of the best that I've found is, and it seems to be really underused. It's called the Blue Book Archive. It's called bluebookarchive.org. You can go there and you can sift through the actual microfiche from the USAF files during Project Blue Book. And you can, I've pulled them up and I've pulled some of them out and I've recreated them on the USI website. Now, I haven't faked them like you were talking about with other people and I've given them credit in the link. But I've taken the exact microfiche and put a paper background on them and clarified them a bit. And you've got things from the Chief Counterintelligence Division, Director of Special Investigations, saying in a document that when one of the F-94s that closed in on one of the objects back in the 52 cases that was being tracked on radar while being watched by the pilot in the aircraft closed in on the thing that it just zoomed away at phenomenal speed. And this is a undeniably genuine document that that case we had two different radar stations military and civilian that were tracking them with people on the ground and pilots in the air and yes there were temperature inversions and yes there was some other things but in the end when you sift that out there's enough there to go no there was also something else there how many more do we need we've already got hundreds if not thousands of decent reports well, that goes back to the statement that I've believed, which is that all you need is one case that you can prove, 100%. That's all you need to show there's a UFO mystery. And the fact that you have thousands of cases only helps if we could get enough about each case to really show some kind of final answers. I don't mean Roswell. I think Roswell is just going to sit there and you're going to see a little bit of a spark here and there every few years, but it's never going to go anywhere. But you know what? We're going to have to go somewhere right now into a strange realm called commercials, the commercial realm. We have Sentry and Hojack and Ufology joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months. 
simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I see here we're getting the sepulchral sounds of Chris O'Brien. Don't ask me to say that word again. <laughs> We've got a listener roundtable with Ufology, Sentry, and Hojack, and we're exploring the ins and outs of the UFO field. So I'm going to ask around the roundtable, do you think we'll ever solve the UFO mystery? And if so, how? Kurt Collins. <laughs> Easy one. I think it could take lifetimes. I mean, look at some of the, the different sciences and, and just, you know, and, and some of the sciences came out of, some kind of shaky ones like alchemy, you know, or uh, astronomy but came from astrology. This may take a long time, centuries to sort out. I'd, I'd like to answer tomorrow, but, you know, I think it may be something for our race and not for a generation to find the answer. <laughs> All right. Ufology. Well, I'm not ashamed to say it. I think there's enough information out there already that any intelligent person can go out there and sift through it all and come to a reasonable conclusion that alien visitations are reality. It's that simple. They're, they've been here. Whether they're here right at this very second, I don't know, but they've been here in recent history. And whether or not they're coming back, we don't know. We maybe don't know exactly where they're from, but we know alien visitations are real. Okay, Howard. I think only if they want us to know. It seems to be the only way. As long as there's an advantage for the government to keep a secret, and as long as they don't want us to know they're here, we're not going to know. The public in general is not going to 100% know that they are here. You think the government really has any information that they're hiding? I tend to think that they know oh, yeah. they're there, but they don't know what they are. Well, I think it's <laughs> it goes without saying that they know. They've got the most sophisticated surveillance equipment in the entire world they've got a space fence and and satellites out beyond the moon they're watching all the time they know what's going on of course they know they're here yeah that's why they're that much more confused than we are well i don't know how what do you mean by confused if they're if they can see it on a radar well enough to scramble jets after it that seems a lot less confused than somebody who doesn't really know what they're looking at well, just because you're reacting to something doesn't necessarily know you know who the perpetrators or the, the, the players are and what their intentions are. Yeah, we might not know all the real details, but I think we know enough to know that they're not from around here. They're real. They're alien. We've tracked them. We've chased them numerous times. And the people who have the equipment to be able to monitor and track them have been doing it for a long time and have to have a lot more information about them than, the, than Joe Public. That just stands to reason. Yeah. Well, just the NRO uh, alone. I mean, according to Ron Regeer, who helped uh, design optic systems and, and ran teams for the aerospace industry for 30 years, working on the actual optics of some of these uh, very sensitive uh, spy satellites and, and, you know, more public space program stuff. He basically came flat out and told me that uh, 
I, I forget what the date was, but he said pretty much every satellite uh, put up into space that has any sort of monitoring capability is, is pointed outwards. Uh, that, that all these are, are giant UFO detectors. And he even had a talk called, how, how do you build a $300 million UFO detector? And he very uh, artfully got around some uh, sensitive material and was able to uh, lead you up to uh, the question and then not pose the answer and, and give you enough information that you could uh, dis- discern on your own what the answer was in terms of camera resolution, uh, you know, state-of-the-art technology, what are we actually capable of doing? And the fact that someone like a colonel, a retired Lieutenant Colonel John Alexander, would write a whole book on UFOs and never once mention the National Reconnaissance Organization. Um, It's just, um, they definitely know a lot more than we do. And that's why I think they're just, they're a lot more confused than we are. Oh, I think the absence there speaks volumes, Chris. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I also repeat what I said in the previous week's show that our government is so disbelieved if the president of the United States (laughs) came and said UFOs are real. In so many words, you can fill in the blanks. We have people like Fox News saying it was a way to hide the truth about Benghazi or the IRS scandal or Fast and Furious or something like that. Or Solyndra. Oh, yeah. The the skeptics would deny it until they basically got a mothership cruise. I mean, that's just the way that it goes with them. And If they had a mothership cruise, of course, they probably deny it. (laughs) Possibly. I bet you if Obama came out with an alien, you know, a little alien walking beside him hand in hand, that half the country would would think it was just some big publicity stunt and wouldn't believe it. Same same difference. and, And that would be reasonable. I mean, there's a, the skeptics have a lot of really reasonable points. It's when they go beyond that that it starts to bother me. Yeah. They, they move the goalposts. They go far beyond what's reasonable in terms of their objections right into straight denial. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the debunker. No, it isn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I kind of don't like That's the not labels. True. For, no, it isn't. You, the labels you, for, sorry. You don't like labels? Oh, well, no, there's... But, Believers, skeptics. I mean, it, when anybody leaves a reason behind and they're just operating off beliefs, I just don't think you can get anything done. And and that that's what it is for so many people is is they uh, they made their mind up early on on the topic and and then you know they're they're basically the eyes and ears are shut and, and well their mouth is open and they continue to say you're wrong. <laughs> Well, maybe some of them need, I think what, what it would take is waking up with an extremely sore butt with a note written in Klingon saying, thank you for last night. And if anybody here can say that in Klingon, I'd love to hear it. Anyone speak Klingon? No, I guess not. I was <laughs> well, about to hear I, I something there. But, uh. Uh, one show I have been enjoying, actually, I haven't seen the Hangar 1, but I've been taking in, speaking of skeptics, the uh, new Cosmos series with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And uh, that's been fairly enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Despite his anti-ufology stance, it's uh, it's a pretty good show with some great special effects. And- yeah, very good, very good graphics and um, and CG and and I, I think Neil's doing a good job on it. Uh, I think some of it is a little, uh, how would I put this, kind of dumbed down and almost condescending to the viewer. Um, yeah, a little bit astronomy one hundred and one when we've already seen it enough times. But you know, still a pretty good show. And, I think for the average person, yeah, I think it's a it's a very very good show. It's very educational. It, it makes you stop and 
and go, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> One of the, the, despite my, my pro UFO stance, I think it's incredibly important to look at the science as well. People need to understand real science, how it works, why the skeptics are skeptical, why the genuine scientists are standoffish. They can't really say, okay, UFOs are here, because they just simply don't have the evidence. If they did, if they had the kind of evidence they need to work with to be able to analyze it, put it in a spectrometer, look at it under an electron microscope, drill into it, take pictures of it, all that stuff, that's fine. They could do that, and I'm sure they'd be more than happy to. It's just that, for the most part, they don't have that evidence. And my thing is that, well, I think we have other evidence that is just as valid for a number of reasons. People are very good detectors themselves. Our eyes, our senses are very good at picking up things and discerning what to do and getting us from A to B and seeing what's going on. And most of the time, we can identify anything that we're looking at with reasonable accuracy. So when something odd like a UFO comes along and a person sees it clearly not too far away, enough to know that this isn't an airplane or a helicopter or anything else from Earth that they've got in their database, and we're all pretty well educated these days, I think it's reasonable to say that they're actually looking at something alien and not simply the most latest spy plane or something like that. Let me ask you a kind of left-field question then. Do you think what people see in a UFO sighting is the actual phenomenon? Well, Yes, absolutely. If you're looking at something, there's a phenomenon that's actually having an impact on your sensory perception. So you've got photons entering your eye, hitting your retina. We know all about the physiological changes and the measurements of the eye and the retina and the brain and how it sees things. And just simply hallucinating things out of thin air is actually pretty rare. I'm not talking about hallucinations here, but I wanted to raise that question. We'll get into more of it in a moment. Here's the requisite plug for the PowerCast community forums. That's at forum.thepowercast.com. That's forum.thepowercast.com. Sign up is free. doesn't cost you anything to participate. And once you sign up, you'll be able to ask questions of our guests. We have a place called the Question Bank, where when we have enough warning, we don't always have enough warning about an upcoming guest, you get a chance to ask any question you want and we do try to ask most of them during the show. A listener roundtable up front and center here with Ufology, Sentry, and Hojack with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. If you own a business, you need customers, right? Well, your potential customers are listening to this radio program right now, and I can help you reach them. Hi, I'm Matt Brower, a national marketing executive at the radio network responsible for this program. I can help you customize a national radio campaign that fits your budget, large or small, while targeting your specific audience. Contact me to learn how radio advertising can make your business more profitable. mbrower at gcnlive.com. That's mbrower at gcnlive.com.
We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. It's hard to imagine when things are going reasonably well, just how quickly things can change. But what would it take? Economic collapse? Massive crop failure? Chemical or biological attack? So many situations could find you in the grocery looking to pick up food for your family only to find that the shelves are empty. There's nothing. Don't let that happen. Act today to make sure that if it ever comes to that, you and your family will be provided for. Visit FreezeDryGuy.com to look at the wide variety of survival foods available. Freeze-dried foods from the Freeze-Dry Guy store longer, rehydrate faster, are nutritionally superior to, and taste better than any other long-term storage food available. Visit FreezeDryGuy.com or call toll-free 866-404-3663. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, as he progresses through the episode, Chris tries to vary the pace there. Chris O'Brien, we're not going to self-promote his book anymore. We had a listener who complained that we mentioned stalking the herd too much, too many times. So the question is here, can we say stalking the herd five times without twisting our tongues? I have a list of tongue twisters here. I wonder how stalking the herd, stalking the herd, stalking the herd, stalking the herd, stalking the herd. There we go. We mentioned it five times. That listener will now never hear us again. So I was saying, Randall, are we seeing the actual image or are we interpreting something so alien that we can't see the reality behind it? You wouldn't believe that, Randall, at all. Well, what, I'm, what happens is that when the photons hit our eyes, they create an image in the back of our retina and our brain turns it into a picture. We don't really have any choice about that. Now, our We have a choice as to what our brain thinks it's seeing yeah our brain might say well is that an airplane and then compare it to our you know our memory database of airplanes and go no that's not an airplane or is it a helicopter and we can run through a whole series of things really quickly in our minds and fairly quickly determine either what something is and if it's not that then it's something else and so if it's something else and we don't know what it is and it doesn't configure to anything that we know of then by definition that's something alien yes but Is it possible here it is so alien that we interpret it in the way we understand things? So we see them as possible spaceships now because that's the way our culture is tuned. Oh, yeah. We might make a presumption saying, oh, yeah, okay, that's a UFO. Well, that's an an ET, a spacecraft from another planet. I'm not really trying to take this literally here. I'm speaking of something far more difficult. Kurt, do you get a sense of what I'm telling you? Well, I do, and I've, I've thought about the psychology a lot because 
uh, and really got started because of the cash random uh, signing because you know they interpreted the, the UFO they saw as the, as a biblical event, the end of the world. And uh, you know I don't know how I've never been able to find out how long that they thought that was the case, but there was all sorts of things going on. And so I've been looking into the effect that uh, that adrenaline has, you know, the physiology of the of the experience and how it affects your vision and and even your memory. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things at play there. But I, I, I think you can kind of break it down in a way. You know, you have the source of the, the UFO, and then maybe maybe the signal it sends is, is not exactly the same thing. And uh, the receiver is our brain. And then we relay the information, you know, basically through our memory. You know, there's all these barriers from the object to sharing it with another person. And uh, I think that there are a number of ways it can get jumbled up. You know, especially if it's something completely, you know, it's a, it's an awe-inspiring experience. Howard, what's your reaction to this crazy question? Uh, it's hard to say. My own experience when I saw the UFO I saw, what, I have no doubt that it, there was something physically there in the sky. So I know your mind can play tricks on you, or maybe the trickster is playing tricks on you, but... There's something there. There is some phenomena that does leave trace evidence occasionally on the ground. So I think there are real objects that are flying around in the sky that are unexplained. Here's an example, uh, possibly, that might uh, shed some light on, I think, where Gene was going with that question. When I contacted Linda Howe to get uh, her involvement, to get her to uh, agree to do an interview for the book that title will not be mentioned again um she's stalking the herd stalking the herd stalking the herd stalking the herd stop, stalking Gene. the herd stop stop <laughs> i you know i i she started saying well are you coming down on the side that this is all et and i said well i'm looking at all possible explanations and she accused me of muddying the waters. she didn't want to be involved in anything that was going to muddy the waters and I said, well, Linda, what about all those hundreds and hundreds of, of helicopter sightings around these, these animal, uh, unexplained animal death sites? And she said, oh, well, those are just UFOs masquerading as helicopters. Sure they are. And, Has anybody uh, seen Mirage Men? You know, it's interesting yeah. that you mentioned that synchronicity again. I got an email from the producers suggesting that if we would have a link to this YouTube version of the movie, we'd get a piece of the action for everyone who buys one. There's a pretty good scene in there of Linda Moulton Howe uh, freaking out about what they're, where they were going with their documentary. Oh, ooh, that would be worth the price of admission. We might recommend the movie then. I'll try to work out a deal with the producer. Well, it's it's the first time Richard Doty has ever agreed to be on camera, to my knowledge. He has quite a um, a visible role in this film. Ah, masters of disinformation already. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's called Mirage Man. Why not get one of the chief uh, Mirage makers? (laughs) I think, yeah, I think you have a really good point. Actually, in terms of mirages and and what a person could be looking at, there is such a thing as active camouflage. Right. So, you know, literally, perhaps we are seeing something else than what uh, the aliens intend for us to see. That is entirely possible. If we're already working on it ourselves, I don't see why some alien technology couldn't be that much more advanced and have perfected it. Yeah, why light it up like a Christmas tree and send it sailing over? They don't have to do that. Yeah, you get the impression here with UFOs. A lot of theater. Sometimes a lot of theater. Sometimes what we see 
is staged for our benefit. That's and true. that's another point that makes that's, it so interesting. They do light up, but then there's other cases. There's one in Alaska where they had persistent radar contacts, but it was so dark they couldn't see anything. There was no vis- no visual confirmation, but they knew something was there. So they don't always oh. do it, but they can do it. Yeah, I, I had a really good multiple witness sighting on a new moon night um, at above 7,000 feet. So, you know, the air is very, uh, was very dry and extremely clear, very, very low humidity. And the Milky Way um, in the San Luis Valley, you can see it from horizon to horizon, literally. And uh, they were all outside sky watching and this huge, they couldn't really decide whether it was rounded at the front, but it seemed to be uh, a triangular shaped, but possibly with a rounded front that blocked out uh, many degrees of the sky. And they could see the outline of it because of how vivid, you know, the, the skies and, and the Milky Way are um, at that altitude. And very, very impressed. And there was not a single light to be seen. Yeah, the, the mothership reports, I mean, are they giant clouds or giant blimps? There are some very large blimps out there that are very quiet. I suppose maybe something like that could be an explanation. I think we do need to think of those kinds of explanations. But then what do you do when somebody sees one of those? during uh, a period when it's got some lights on it, and then it suddenly takes off at a 90-degree angle at an instant acceleration and is gone within a second or two. Right. And, you know, you don't get blimps that do that. I, uh, no, I or clouds. Play, or clouds or any or airplanes or anything that I can think of that we know how to make. And yeah, I've, I've also seen our government uh, trot out Three, uh, you know, C-131 uh, cargo planes, uh, wingtip to wingtip, and have a sequencing white light that went down the leading edge of all three planes in perfect synchronicity, or as, as synchronized uh, fashion, so that it looked like it was going all the way down what appeared to be a 300-foot uh, single uh, shape. Even though it was three different planes, I was about five miles away, and I could hear the engines. I stopped uh, the car. I got my binoculars. I looked at it, and there were three planes flying in formation, wingtip to wingtip, but this light was sequencing all the way down all leading edges of all the wings to make it look like it was something 300 feet uh, across. So you know, why would they do that? That's really interesting. Yeah, well, I saw that with my own eyes. Some sort of flying exercise of some kind. I mean, the military people have all kinds of them that they do. So, well, I think they were trying to see if people would report it as a UFO because we were right in the middle of a UFO flap at that time. Possibly, maybe. Yeah, we never know. Put it beyond them to do some disinformation. It seemed like there was some of that that went on with the Phoenix Lights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I called up the uh, the head of the Air National Guard, Colorado Air National Guard, who at at that point I was on a first name basis with. And he denied that it was them. And he said, Chris, if I knew and, and wasn't allowed to tell you, I'd tell you that. And I said, sure you would, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, we are featuring Buck. Hojack, Sentry, Ufology, a special listener roundtable. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, 
Tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and re-cleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Question, could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terragonics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganix.com. Spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganix. Life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
Now, we announced this episode very shortly before it came on, so we didn't get questions from listeners, but those of you who've checked the forums, there is a posting there from Technomagit. I don't know how many of you have seen that yet. Chris? Uh, I, I'll go take a look right now. It's about something involving, I guess, clowns. <laughs> Very strange. Chris, why don't you take a look and maybe if, see if you wanted to summarize what's there, because it's kind of long, and um, see okay. how our guests might react to it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to give me a minute. i got to fire up a Safari here. All right. He's going to be fired by Safari or fire up Safari. And just to let everyone know, Safari is the preferred web browser on the Mac platform. So those of you who are Mac users know what I'm talking about. It also powers the browser on iOS for the 400 million people who have iPhones. I'm still thinking about the uh, the uh, Klingon encounter that Chris mentioned earlier. That's an <laughs> image that's difficult to get out of the mind. But, you know, it, it is interesting that the uh, that there almost seems to be some cross-pollination between uh, the science fiction and entertainment field and, and UFOs. And, you know, that, that some ideas seem to seem to to be shared by them. But in the in the early days, I hear that the science fiction fans didn't like UFOs and some science fiction authors were, were debunkers. And that, that's kind of a strange idea to, to work with. Well, I know that I was involved in both science fiction and UFOs. And never the twain shall meet. It was a very difficult association. But in saying that UFOs or UFO cases sometimes seem to be influenced by science fiction, the day the Earth stood still influenced a whole generation of UFO contact claims. The tall, handsome alien being wearing the shiny uniform, like Michael Rennie, Klaatu, in The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's a classic, for sure. The shape the of the UFO, version. seen in some fake photographs, like those from Howard Menger. Hmm. Chris, did you get a chance to take a look at that long posting? Yeah, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching uh, body parts with this one. Uh, <laughs> well, don't get too graphic here. <laughs> it's like a family show on a family there. network. Well, Techno Mage T uh, has a list of very curious events that he had posted prior to this, but uh, he's reposted them. And, and he says that his wife has had a number of very interesting uh, experiences over her lifetime, starting with what he calls the disheveled sad clown. This is something that she experienced uh, between the ages of four and five. She would see a rag, raggedly disheveled clown in ripped-up clown gear and street makeup every single time a newscaster would say on TV, we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin. The clown would have an incredibly sad expression, wouldn't move, was positioned in the other room about 20 feet away. Light would shine on him, making him quite visible. She would feel his presence in several places throughout the house, but the times the announcement would broadcast were the only time she would see him. She insists that this was no dream or product of childhood imagination, but very real. Various violent things happened in and around the house, and her parents finally sold it. Well, that is a pretty interesting... I wouldn't know uh, where to start with that one. It sounds very tricksterish. Of course, clowns uh, are a modern uh, development and a modern sort of cultural version of in the West of, of the trickster. So it, it sounds very tricksterish uh, just you know, on the surface. But that whole thing about uh, we interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin, um, I'm not sure uh, what to make of this. Uh, anybody have 
<laughs> Any thoughts on that one? That's it. Sounds like that, a that in, the, in the violence. Uh, sounds like sure. some kind of trigger almost that was implanted, yeah. and that maybe one of our family members has something that she calls calls uh, night terrors, and, and where she wakes up and she can see even for some minutes the the dream images that she feels are very real, and maybe what we're seeing here is that when you watch a television, there's this a certain frequency that actually causes your brain to go into a similar kind of television watching quasi unconscious mode that might maybe bring forth some of these images from your subconscious in right up up front and uh, that's about the closest i can think of to something that could explain it psychologically yeah maybe it's like flashing red lights to an epileptic or something maybe uh that special news bulletin uh tone or something because well, we're talking actually- They've actually done uh, some experiments where they hook people up to EGG wires and then they measure their brain waves while they're sleeping, dreaming, and so on, and watching TV. And when you turn on a TV, a number of them line up almost perfectly. And so what could be happening is when this particular trigger comes on, that these brain waves just line up and out comes this, this subconscious uh, imaginary figure that seems perfectly real, but it isn't. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, of course, clowns do crop up in paranormal cases uh, from time to time. And uh, the clown image is a very, very old, ancient, archetypal image, um, as I mentioned prior, that goes back to the trickster. Generally, it's it's neither good nor bad or positive or negative. The fact that the, the clown had an incredibly sad expression uh, maybe some sort of indication. Maybe it was uh, who was the famous uh, frowning clown, Clarence Kelly. What was his name? Something Emmett. Kelly. Gene would probably know that one. Emmett Kelly. Yeah. Some, Emmett something. Kelly. Emmett no, Kelly. That's right. Not Clarabelle uh, the clown. Emmett Kelly. Emmett Kelly. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I'm not really sure what to uh, what to make of that particular uh, story. Let's go on to the next one. This is uh, over uh, a former stomping ground of mine. Uh, I lived in the Bronx when I was going to college uh, for a couple years. She was uh, sitting on on her bed with a friend when they both saw this large, silent disc hovering over and covering the entire roof of the Bronx County Courthouse in New York City. Now, I know that building. It's a a very large building. A lot of crime in in the Bronx, so they need a large courthouse. Need a Um, large police station. Yeah, Fort Apache. She described it as huge with many multicolored lights. It hovered for a few seconds and vanished. And this was before Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so she wasn't influenced by that film. Well, you know, uh, sightings in New York are, are fairly rare, but they, they have been reported. Of course, the most famous being uh, John Lennon and Maypay up in the, on the, uh, I think, First Avenue down uh, in the 50s, I think, in Manhattan, where... He was naked standing on his rooftop and this huge, uh, fairly large object came and kind of did a a little display for him before taking off. There were half a dozen uh, other sighting reports of apparently the same object. You would think with uh, 12 million people in the uh, New York uh, City metropolitan area that if there were UFOs flying around, somebody would be looking up. Although if you live in Manhattan, it's hard to see the sky in some parts of the city. Uh, It's all, of course, obscured by glass steel and uh, concrete most people in new york by the way tend to look down or straight ahead they're not really if you look up up. you're a tourist and you're fair game that's right they see you do that of course they'll follow you around 
and yeah. they will tell you what's going on. But John Lennon mentioned this in the song, Nobody Told Me. Right. The lyric, everybody's flying and never touch the sky. There's a UFO over New York, and I ain't too surprised. And we have Hojack as opposed to Lojack. We have Sentry. We have Ufology. We have Gene and Chris sometimes. You're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. G-C-N. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595.
There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-518-7615 or visit AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new AlkaVision.com. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast, because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. With Gene and Chris, we return to the Paracast, where we have a listener round table. So, there you go. This is one of our more fascinating episodes here, because as we've told you people over and over again, we have the most amazing listeners on the planet of any radio show. And they know things that we don't know. They know a lot of things that we can't do. And we learn from them. Like we have 190,000 or some odd messages in our forums. And I only wrote a few thousand of them. Chris only wrote a few thousand of them. Ufology wrote how many messages? Oh God, I'm up to 4,000 something, I think. Yeah. And you're going to keep posting till you get right. Yeah, there's some threads, boy, that you dive into, Randall. I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. I'll tell you, and the pole wouldn't either. (laughs) Only about half of them are liked, though. So I guess some people agree and some people don't. Yeah, well, you're... Maybe better than if everybody agrees. You're very passionate, and you uh, do a good job of defending or promoting or explaining your particular point of view on a subject. And all of you guys do, actually. And and that's what's great about the forum at at forum.theparacast.com. I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty bright guy, but boy, I'll tell you, there's some really smart people on there. And every day, if I spend it just a little bit of time, I'm going to learn something. And that's, uh, that keeps me coming back and I think keeps the whole thing fresh for me. And I think for a lot of, of, of people that lurk at the forum and maybe at, at times are too intimidated to even get involved. But, uh, it's also a place where guests of the show, uh, from time to time are willing to get involved and, and, and continue the discussion uh, on the forums from points that have raised on the show. And, and David Perkins, uh, who was a, a visitor here on the show a couple of weeks back, uh, is now getting involved and answering some questions on there. And of course, we had uh, Matthew Williams, uh, the crop circle maker from England, uh, posted several hundred times. Uh, Rosemary Guiley has uh, graced us with uh, some of her further insights. So it is a great place to get up to speed to really, you know, have a repartee and, and, and you know, a, a nice equal exchange with people that are really up to speed and do, do the research, do the reading, read the books, keep up on the subjects that we cover here. We have a question, by the way, from Nameless, just posted. Yep, I see it. For the record, what are the weird experiences people have had 
I'm also interested in whether people place these personal experiences in the same drawer all together, or do they make distinctions? Should we be clear and definite about this in the paranormal world? UFOs are one thing, Bigfoot and cryptoids another, telepathic messages, ghosts one thing. What about the cases that combine these events? Well, earlier, Howard mentioned some experiences he had. How about you, Randall? Oh, I've had a number of them, actually, over the years. That's why, despite my skepticism on the forum, I do believe that strange things happen. I, when I hear somebody say that something odd happened to them, I don't dismiss it out of hand. I might come up with another explanation, but uh, you know, I've seen a UFO. I've had missing time. I've thought that maybe I went through something they call one of those dimensional portals out in the forest with some friends of mine. It's just... I've had a lot of really strange experiences over the years. Now, when you went through a dimensional portal, it wasn't from Storybrooke to the Enchanted Forest. <laughs> Nothing like that, no. But it was pretty dramatic in its own way. And there was three of us at the time. And uh, I don't know if anyone, you know, if you want me to go into that. But uh, Yeah, I was just asking, uh, where exactly was this? Was this, this in the Rockies or... Yeah, on the uh, out by Lake Windermere, if you know where that is in the yeah, Rocky Mountain Trench. Another one of those mysterious valley-type situations. Right. All kinds of stuff goes on. Beautiful there. area, too, I might add. Yeah, that's where I saw the UFO. That's where I became personally 100% believer from first-hand experience that they're here. The one I talk about less is this sort of dimensional portal rift thing that uh, myself and two of my buddies seem to go through just completely by accident. It was a really bizarre experience. And that's where one of the missing time things came into play with the three of us. And uh, I don't talk about it much. In fact, this is the first time I've, I've really talked about it at all publicly. Tell uh, us more about the missing time. Well, we were out camping. We were just in our early teens and we decided to go camping, the three of us, and do a little fishing up a little creek on the west-hand side of the lake. And so we walked up and pitched our tent and camped out for the night and then got up in the morning and decided to do a little bit of hiking, a bit of exploring. So we followed this trail, an animal trail, up and over a rise that wasn't too far, maybe 100 yards, and it passed underneath a, a large burnt tree that it looked like it had been hit by lightning. It was completely black. It was like something you'd see in a Stephen King book. And, and there was a branch that overhung the pathway, and it as we walked underneath this branch, all three of us at the same time were overcome with this vibration energy thing that I would allude to before, back to Mac, where all, all of a sudden we were just, what was that? We looked around and everything seemed to be just slightly changed, but in a way that you just couldn't explain. For example, there was where it had just been a some shrubs and bushes off to the side. Suddenly there were these old piles of lumber that had been sitting there from a sawmill that you could tell had been there at, at least 20 years. With, And I went over and looked, and there was things growing up from around them and everything, and they just simply hadn't been there before. Wow. And the sense that the, the light was a little bit different, the clouds were slightly different. We thought, well, that was just really weird. And we walked along a little bit more and came to where this old sawmill was, hung around there for what seemed like maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then decided to hike back to the tent. Well, by the time we got back, we'd, we'd woke up early because we were outside. It was kind of a bit chilly. We'd set out about 7 in the morning, and when we got back, it was 4 in the afternoon. This couldn't have been more than 400 yards total. Wow, that's, and, that's very interesting. 
yeah, this, and I often want to go back to this place to see if I can re-experience this thing because it was like a, we walked into a parallel universe, one that was just a little bit different. Yeah, maybe you came back into uh, an alternate reality and Randall that walked under the tree is now married to Margaret Trudeau. I don't know. It's rather bizarre to think about, but I mean, that was an experience, a real life experience of three people that experienced it all at the same time, who saw all these things at the same time, have no explanation for it, and just kind of went on living. Probably a lot of people have these kinds of experiences, and they just don't want to talk about them. They're they're too fearful of ridicule or whatever. Well, do you think at all that maybe you're an abductee? Well, you know, I could say I have the symptoms, but I don't claim to be an abductee. Another time when I was a child, I walked out into a field that I played in often, disappeared for most of the day. My parents were getting really worried, wondering where I was. I thought that what I had done has gone down into a little kind of depression into the ground and kind of was watching the clouds and pretending I was playing with spacemen. And when I got back up and walked out of it, I went back home and the whole day was gone. Now, you could say it was just something that a kid went through. But when I went back out there, I could never find this spot. I really liked it. I wanted to repeat the experience. And what there was was one of these classic big round burn circles in the tall grass. And I was small. I could, the grass was some, in some places taller than I was. So I kind of ported the grass out into this place. And here was this big black burn circle. I don't know. I'm just saying, okay, that's what I remember. Yeah, it sounds like you visited Magonia. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely along the lines of some of the valet type stuff. But I'm not claiming I was abducted or whatever. I just remember this from when I was in my childhood. Yeah, You didn't come back home with a, a note written in Klingon pinned to your shirt or anything? No, nothing like that. On the way through the grass, though, and I get ridiculed for this all the time, I did see, I encountered, I was parting the grass in front of me so I could see where I was going, and suddenly standing right in front of me was this rabbit with the great big, those almondy eyes, big black almondy eyes looking right at me, and I swear it said hello to me. And then it just kind of wandered off through the grass. And He didn't say, uh, what's up, Doc, did he? No, he didn't no, say, I'm, I'm said, late, I'm late, I'm late. <laughs> no, nothing like that. I said hello, it said hello. I was shocked because I didn't know rabbits could talk, and I thought I was still young. I didn't know any better. I'll tell and, you what, we have to do this break, <laughs> otherwise we're not going to know what's going to happen next. We have Ufology, Sentry, and Hojack. More coming with Gene and Chris, our final segment this week. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. 
For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. How many good people procrastinate? When was the last time you updated your last will and testament, your living will, and your health care power of attorney? If you could get these documents included with your Legal Shield membership for no additional charge, wouldn't it just make sense to have the peace of mind of owning a Legal Shield membership? Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. I'm David Cordeni, President and CEO of Cigna. We're proud to support the March of Dimes by walking in the March for Babies. It feels great to know that the money we raise funds life-saving research and programs that improve the health of babies. With your help, we can make this year better than ever. Join Cigna and our coworkers across the country in March for Babies to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthier babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org and march to help our babies. Thank you. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. You have all seen and heard about the elements of the periodic table. These elements are the building blocks of everything in the universe. You, my friends, are made from these elements. A shortage of any of these important trace elements can lead to disease. Go with the science and take the Lady Talk Health Challenge and get all 90 essential trace elements with a healthy start pack at LadyTalkLive.com or call 855-333-LADY. That's 855-333-5239. Research shows it's not just what you put in your body that counts, it's what you put on it as well. Why not use an all-natural, healthy, mineral-based makeup that actually benefits your skin? Once you experience the airiness and flawless coverage of Longevity Mineral Makeup, you will never use anything else. With Longevity, the perception of your complexion will be natural perfection. Animal-friendly mineral makeup at Mary Lou Health. That's M-A-R-I-L-U-Health.com. Or call 855-321-HEALTH. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. All right, this is our final segment of the week. And by the way, Chris, we have another question from Nameless in the forums if you want to check it out. Yeah, I'm reading it. Okay, we have Howard Jackson, Hojack, Kurt Collins, Sentry, and randall murphy ufology randall you got a lot of stuff there going on yeah how old do you uh when this uh this incident in the uh the field happened oh god i must have been about six or seven so about 1965 
Okay, so you were old enough to be, you know, aware and and discerning of your environment. You weren't young enough to to not be able to tell a difference between fantasy, daydreams, that sort of thing. It sounds. Oh, I was. I never fell asleep at any time during any of this. I was just out exploring, like children do. I came home with this tale that some children bring home, and and you know, I think a lot of children get discredited and just told that they're making things up when. When really the whether you want to call it the trickster or whatever these forces are, whether it's aliens doing some sociological study on us, I don't know. But I think a lot of kids have these experiences, and they're they're just told to uh, ignore them because they're they're not important. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The time uh, frame is very reminiscent of my experience when I was seven in uh, 1965, 64 uh, or 65. Uh, I'd have to go back and and, and check my notes on that, but. Um, it was right around that same time period where I had a, a very up close and personal experience with something more uh, tangible uh, in terms of, of, of my uh, being able to remember it. I remember it vividly. And I, I think that that's a really crucial age, that six through eight uh, age, where you still have the magic of your childhood. You're still open, I think, to uh, certain experiences that, that you become closed off from uh, as you grow older into your uh, adolescence and uh, teenage and then adult years. And I think that this is a real magical time where there's a lot of very interesting stories I've heard over the years of people um, in that sort of six, seven, eight uh, age group where they would have these, uh, these inexplicable experiences that, that they were convinced uh, were real. And uh, of course, as you just mentioned, uh, you know, the family, you know, your folks and stuff would say, oh, you're just uh, hysterical or you were dreaming or you they, they tend to uh, be it's very easy and, and it's quick for them to d- dismiss any sort of claim of this sort. So so I believe me, I know exactly what you're talking about uh, in a in a slightly different way. But, uh, you know, I think that that's a uh, a magical age, put it that way. So uh, have we covered everybody else's weird experiences, or shall we go on here, Jane? What, what do you want to do? Let's see, Sentry. Uh, well, you know, I had one, and, it, and strangely enough, it's close to the same age and, and time as, as the others, but mine's a lot less dramatic. I was, I was on the, uh, the couch by myself Saturday morning watching cartoons, and I, uh, I don't want to say being, but a, like a ghostly figure that was indistinct hovered over the couch. And my reaction was to ignore it and keep watching television, and eventually it went away. Well, that's and, a good way to deal with ghosts, I think. Down, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. And, of course, no one believed me. But I, I think I told a, a, a story to my parents, or to my mother. I told her that uh, I, I'd gone to church with my sister, and I said, during our Sunday school, we um, they let us jump on a trampoline, and we pulled off her pants. And, and you know, at that part about the pants, she didn't even question why there was a trampoline, but, you know, all of a sudden she was worried that, they, you know, something funny was going on. And, I, and you know, I was really into the telling the story and, and her reaction. You know, she became more interested until she turned me over and spanked me for telling such a lie. So I was getting this horrible mixed message about not being believed about the ghost story and yet you know this lie at least until it got too ridiculous was being swallowed in its entirety oh that's wow. awful that, that's actually traumatic i think yeah that's that's called uh negative reinforcement i think it would be the uh clinical term <laughs> wow ouch yeah, that's not very fair no not, not at all, all. Uh, but you know nameless question had some other elements in it and 
I think he was talking about because he mentioned Bigfoot and these other things, and right. whether whether or not we should uh, lump these together or or consider them separately. I think a mistake to do an absolute of either because you know just like the bunny showing up in the alien's tail, sometimes there's some weird things in combination, and you know if you just dismissed either half of that story, you'd be missing something important. Yeah. And you know there's there's just a lot of uh, it, some of these things. Well. There, there is some cross pollination in some of these stories. Yeah. Well, this is why I asked earlier whether, when we see a UFO, we are seeing the real event, just as when you see the rabbit. Was it really a rabbit or something else? Right. The screen memory. Is that what you mean, Gene? Well, something you know, like we have this discussion here, and I mentioned it in one of our weekly Paracast newsletters, where supposedly those who are abductees will have screen memories implanted by ET to cover up what really happened. Now, a couple of the theories here I had. One is that if the screen memory is so easily penetrated, which apparently it is, the aliens aren't very good at it. Or the abduction experience itself is a screen memory for something else. What is that something else? I wouldn't pretend to know. But just think about it. Yeah, it's entirely possible that something like that's going on. I mean, obviously, as an adult, looking back, I don't think I saw actually a talking rabbit, like the Easter Bunny or something like that. I just know that what I did see registered in my brain and my memory as something that was very much like a rabbit with some those kind of alieny black eyes, which I had no clue about back then, and that it somehow said hello to me. And obviously, those things don't really exist. I don't believe in giant talking rabbits. You don't? But how does one Why explain not? these? <laughs> because I just don't. <laughs> you just... sound like you sound like Jimmy Stewart and Harvey. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, and it's. Uh, but uh, you know, how many other experiences like that do young people have? What if the Zimbabwe case? There had been no teachers to also see this thing happen, or in the other, there was another case where there was some school kids in Australia, I believe. I mean. This happens to everybody at all ages and stages, and maybe children are sometimes singled out because they won't be believed, because society is known to just dismiss what they have to say, and it's easier for whatever it is that wants to do whatever they do to the children when they're having these experiences, because nobody's going to believe them in the first place. And maybe it's also true, though, that children don't have filters. so. They don't have the cultural filters. They're not ready yet. So what they see may be closer to the reality because they don't have these side influences because they're open to anything. Yeah. Yeah. That was my point before that it is a magic age when, you know, reality and imagination and uh, the archetypal, you know, the power of the archetypes within the subconscious are, are, exist more on equal footing and uh i think that this is a a fertile ground for being aware of experiences being aware of of subtle energies let's say uh that you normally block out when you get older and i I you know it's like just the whole idea of time i mean when i was a kid the summer lasted forever it seemed like it was as long if not longer than the school year now i blink and summer's gone I'll tell you what, at my age, I blink and 10 years have passed. All right, guys, we're just about out of time. This is a chance to promote yourself. Howard Jackson, you have a website or anything where we can learn more about you? Uh, No, I don't have my own website, and it's probably better that way. 
but I hope to announce some kind of a Kickstarter for a documentary here soon, but I'll keep you updated. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great project too. I've uh, been uh, told a little bit about it. Okay. Kurt Collins, you are running Jim And uh, look for some updates to that soon as some more um, uh, stories and photos become available. And uh, my uh, other side is blueboreylines.com. Just very quickly, Randall, tell our listeners where your site's located. At ufopages.com. You can just type in Google, just type in ufology. We're usually right up near the top of the page. And we'll have to get some links going there by the sounds of it, too, between them. We sure will be happy to. Okay, meantime, you can find Chris O'Brien at stalkingtheherd.com, where you can buy a copy and have it autographed by Chris. On Twitter, we're known as The Paracast. We are at The Paracast on Twitter. We also have a couple of Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Don't ask me to explain how that happened. Check out our forums at forum.theparacast.com. All right. Ufology. Sentry. Hojack. Thank you all for coming on the Paracast. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Chris. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>